Hello. Hello. Or should I say, bonjour? Oh. Oh. We are in Paris because today we are talking about a very special, special episode. Oh. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. It will be very sexy and very fashionable and very exciting. Chloe's the best at imitating accents around the world. She's a good Aust- Australian. She's a good Italian. So hit me with your best I best am shot. really good at accents, I have to say. Um, well... Non parlo molto italiano, I will say. I don't speak oh. very much Italian. <laughs> but uh, what would you like me to say, Garrett? How about... Um... Do me a little bit of a Kath and Kim Australian accent. Arr, arr. arr. go to Australia. Clear. Garrett, hi. <laughs> well, today we're going to be discussing something very interesting. It's going to be very exciting. And we're going to be at Fountain Lakes today. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things Chloe can do. Or Chloe okay, does. No, that wasn't it? that wasn't a very good example. I can do a lot better when I'm not on the spot. I will say I'm really good at um. Jared, <laughs> Jared, what are you doing? What are you doing? Now we have a little British in there love? too. <laughs> what are you doing, love? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But um, yeah. So Cleo, I'm so excited to get into this episode with you of EFBF episode. And if you want, I can also do Russian. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to get into this episode with you, Chloe, and I think we have a lot to discuss in the woo-woo section because we spent some time together this past week, haven't we? I know. It's about damn time. (laughs) It's about damn time. No, we don't need to get demonetized from all of the monetization we have. So actually, we're going to pick up where our last episode stopped because we were getting ready for my exhibition that night, and it happened and when I tell you guys it was so much fun it honestly everything worked out I had the best time all my family came my friends came and honestly I was just happy that everyone got to see all my work it was honestly a big weight off my chest because I was telling everyone that night I've been having a reoccurring nightmare that all of my stuff was going to fall off the wall before anyone saw it (laughs) so now that everyone's seen it I feel calm cool and collected and like a and big can finally sleep exactly exactly but chloe how was your experience did you have fun did you love it tell me what were your thoughts and opinions of the night oh my gosh okay so i loved it so much i had such a great time all of the work honestly i want to before we dive into your work i do want to just say all of the work from all of your classmates too like the entire exhibition was so impressive Everyone had done such great work and everyone, for the most part, I think there was only one booth that I saw that wasn't like full of examples of artwork and everyone had their own independent style and fingerprint on their on their little booth section, which I really loved. Um, obviously, I'm a little bit biased because Garrett's was by far my favorite. <laughs> and I mean, I was on display as his model in his video project. So like, she was I'm a little. What can I say when I'm up there on the big screen? <laughs> Of course, it's going to be my favorite. Chloe, that's badass. I'm not going to lie. You up there and like all my friends knew it was Chloe too. So like she was like my muse of the night and everyone was like, oh my God, like, is that you? Is that Chloe on this screen? My my favorite part of the whole night was Garrett's grandpa looking at me and being like, we're just walking casual. No one's talking about it. We'd all moved past the whole video thing. And he's like, now, Chloe, I think you really got a career in this video business. (laughs) I'm like, thanks, Papa. I love you. Thank you. L-O-L. So now that's kind of a joke between Garrett's grandparents and I, Kathy and Brad, keep 
picking at me and telling me that it's time for me to go do another um, audition for another video. <laughs> but it was it was just so incredible. I was so proud of Garrett and all of his work. I definitely cried multiple times while I was there because I was just so proud of him. And it was so exciting to get to see and to get to see him interact with his friends and his professors. It was so cool. And I'm so glad I got to be a part of it. Well, thank you so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And like I said, it was so much fun. And then right after the exhibition, we all went to a local restaurant and we all were able to just like chill out and just enjoy time together because I feel like lately, or at least the last semester, I've been just going like even on weekends, I feel like I've had no free days. So just being around my favorite mm -hmm. people in one, like at one time really just made my heart happy and now leading into my next topic is I finished all of my classes for ever <laughs> I was gonna say for the school year but yeah, I finished all of my finals and classes and I'm so excited because next step is graduation see, yeah see now you're it's basically like running a race over a hill like you've been running uphill for so long and you've been falling and tripping and it's been terrible <laughs> and there have been rocks and you cut your leg but now you're at the top of the mountain that the the dinner the other night that was the top of the mountain and now you're on the down slope where you're yeah. just coasting you're cruising it's all fun and comfortable and relaxing for a little while and then you'll get a job and you'll exactly get yeah <laughs> <laughs> no so it was so much fun and i loved getting to go and have dinner like you said just getting to hang out with everybody was really nice and it also was so fun for me getting to have a, a dinner with like Garrett's grandparents and his parents there because that's something that we've been doing for a decade now and I've always been there for Thanksgivings and Christmases and stuff like that so even though it's not like technically my family it is my family too and it was just so exciting and so fun like Garrett said just for us to all have some time together because we don't get that too often anymore <clears throat> and especially now that we're about to move away like these times really do matter so it makes me happy that we get these times and we actually are like trying to do it more which leads into my <laughs> also my next topic because the day after my exhibition me and Chloe and Mitchell and Jared all had a pool day at my house and that's just another example of us just like hanging out just having fun without having like any pressure because that was like basically the time that I was um done with classes so it's just like time that we can just chill and just enjoy each and other exactly enjoy our time before it ends and I'm really just appreciating it and trying to soak it all in and trying to be present in the moment recently you know because like mm -hmm. Chloe said like I'm on my downhill slope before I start a mm -hmm. job so I'm trying to just enjoy every moment before it's gone because that's what's stressing me out is I know that like I'm about to be a, an adult soon so just trying to enjoy it. Everything's gonna change. Well, and I'm really excited too because once this weekend is over and like this week is through and graduation is done, we just, just have the rest of May to just hang out. Exactly. And I'm really yeah. excited about that. And we need to do as much as we can, especially the four of us, because we're all so close. Like we need to do as much as we can together. Really make those last few memories. When I moved away from Michigan, my best friend Megan and I called it our last hoorah. Oh, and we I'm had so like sad. probably 200 different last two raws but every situation becomes an example or sorry every situation becomes an opportunity for a last two raw and now we're in that stage i can't even talk about it because i'm going to start freaking yeah. bawling and i'll cry but i'm really excited about that and tonight part of my woo woo is tonight or this afternoon garrett is going to be joining as one of our guests it's not my graduation but my boyfriend Mitchell's <laughs> graduating as well and so we're having a little um cocktail party in downtown savannah tonight and garrett's coming and jared's coming and 
his Garrett's parents are coming and my parents are coming. I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. We get to go downtown Savannah and I'm so excited because tonight is the night that Garrett meets Mitchell's mom, who's also doubles as Mary, our top listener, our number <laughs> one fan. And it's about damn time that they meet each other. And I'm so excited because you guys are already going to be best friends. I just know it. And she's one of my favorite people. So I am so ready for you guys to meet each other. I'm going to freak it out. (laughs) I'm so excited. It's going to be so fun. I'm excited for all the graduation festivities to begin. We're kicking it off I'm excited for a damn bloody Mary. Let me tell you, I want a drink. Uh, Me and you both, girl. (laughs) Me and you both. LOL. But anything else that you've been up to the past week that you want to talk about? Um, Let's see here. Well, Mitchell and I have, I think we've picked the apartment that we want. And we're in the process of applying right now. He's already applied. I'm waiting on one more thing before I can get my application all the way in. But... That's exciting. I'm really ready to just have a place locked down because that will change the game too. Like it'll be so much less stressful once we actually know that we have a place to go to. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. And I've been still trying to apply to jobs. Got a couple emails back this week that I did not get the position. So that's always fun. Oh, babes, me every day. I swear to God, like I, <laughs> every morning I wake up to emails and it's just, unfortunately, we've decided, unfortunately, we've yes. gone different directions. Yeah. I'm like, yay, yeah. love my life. And it's, <laughs> it's always funny when it's like the jobs that you didn't really want anyways, but you're like, okay, let me go ahead. I'll throw an application in. Exactly. They're the ones to turn you down. I'm but like, I just fuck you. Keep, I, I know. And I just kind of keep trying to like remind myself it's because everything happens for a reason. And exactly. Like perfect situation is on the horizon. I just don't know what it is yet. But I'm really trying to keep that mindset because otherwise it can get very defeating. Yes. It can get kind of depressing. So No, we're in the same boat. I just power through. I get the same feeling. And the one thing that gets me going is every well, Jerry told me this and it really helps me out. Every no is closer to the yes. So we're That's just getting true. like uh-huh. you said, like Jared. you said every um Everything happens for a reason. I'm just like trusting the universe that like I'm gonna end up where I belong and it's gonna happen when it happens because Everything comes for a reason. But yeah, I'm excited. Well, I know for a damn fact that the universe would not have kept me in Statesboro way longer than I needed to just to set me up with a shitty situation. Exactly. Like, I will <laughs> literally raise Kane if that situation goes down. So. LOL. But yeah, I think that we had pretty productive weeks. And the upcoming week, we have a lot of stuff planned. So I'm excited for that. But I'm ready to jump into the obsessed slash pop culture moment because... We have some stuff I want to talk about, Chloe. Let's do it. Tell me everything I need to know. So the biggest thing that affects both of us is our mama Tish is engaged. I am so happy. We have a royal wedding on the horizon. Literally. Oh my God. That just made me like black out and think about Tish's dress. Like, what is she going to wear? Where is it going to be? Noah and Miley as bridesmaids. I can. I almost wonder. I can almost picture Tish wearing like a killer pantsuit. Oh, see, I'm fi- I'm picturing like, like a beach wedding. Oh yeah, definitely it will be a beach wedding. But I'm just saying, like, can you not picture Tish wearing like a gorgeous like satin pantsuit with like a oh, hat my. or my something God. like, like Chanel, so like killer. custom Chanel. The- and the main reason why I think that too is because she just has such like a gorgeous long frame that like some long wide leg pants would look so good on her. But you're right. It probably will be a beach wedding and she will be so gorgeous in a dress. 
I'm just really happy for her, man. I'm so happy. Really I'm, it makes me happy to see her happy. And as long as, it like... Seems, yeah, and it seems like they really are truly in love. And it seems like she's very, very happy. And that brings joy to the world. Me too. Uh, so we're sending you love, Mama Tish. I hope everything is going great. I cannot wait for the wedding. And live your best life because you deserve it, especially after the past few months or, like, past years you've been having. So... We love Hell you, Mama. Yeah, Dear MT, if you're listening, it's okay to get stoned at your wedding, and we love you, and we we're lo- so excited. <laughs> we're so excited. <laughs> we're waiting for the invitation, but anyway, next yeah. topic. We'll, we'll keep checking our mail. You, you, have, Chloe's, you have Chloe's address. So just You do it. have my address, because you have sent me something before, so go ahead, Tish. We'll be waiting. You can we'll just send one to me, and Garrett will be my plus one, so don't even worry about that. Exactly, exactly. So moving on to a little TV series that me and Chloe absolutely love. It's monster. It's the Monster series on Netflix. Like the first one was Dahmer, so that was the first season, and now they just got picked up for two more seasons. And the second season is about the Menendez brothers, and I'm oh so excited. I just found that information out, and as soon as I heard it, I wanted to tell Chloe instantly, but I was holding off for this specific moment to talk about it. I am so ready for that. So first of all, so I didn't even know that they were titling it like Monsters because obviously when it first came out, it was just the Jeffrey Dahmer story and we didn't necessarily know that this was going to be a series. Yeah. But I love that they've called it Monsters and that they're going to continue it. I will say the Menendez brothers, kind of an interesting pick in my opinion. There are so many cases and so many things, but a lot of those big main cases have been covered so widely already and they've already made these dramatized shows and movies and stuff so that might be really cool to see i loved what they did with the Dahmer series i know that's kind of controversial people either like loved it or hated it either loved it or thought it was like so gross and disturbing to like quote unquote idolize him but i don't think i don't think the show is about idolizing him um I could see where it could be painful for victims' families and stuff. I could see where that could definitely be a level of controversy to it as well. But I hope, I like to think that the directors and the people involved in these things try to do it as respectfully as possible. But I mean, the fact of the matter is it is part of history. It's a historical Mm -hmm. event. It happened. It is public knowledge. We do already know about these things. Like, it is a story that deserves to be told so exactly i'm excited do you know just the menendez brothers or do you know what the next one after that's gonna be i just know the second season but i know that ryan murphy's doing all of them so automatically i'm obsessed because i love his directing i thought that they had said john wayne gacy was gonna be the next one that's what i thought too i thought that was the because they had a like a snippet of that in the first season remember like Mm -hmm. um with um jeffrey dahmer but yeah Mm -hmm. i just i just saw on twitter so i guess i'm gonna say allegedly then (laughs) allegedly (laughs) the second season is that but um i did some research and i believe that is it but that might be the third one john wayne gacy does would be a great case to do and i'm it's a huge case yeah so well i love it it kind of reminds me of mindhunter i really loved mindhunter too when that came out and they kind of have a similar like gives you a very realistic I mean it's all dramatized and obviously like acting but it gives you a very real portrayal of what it kind of feels like so I like them I'm excited for it I love anything true crime actually last night Garrett I watched um I found this new thing that you might be into later because I know I'm more into true crime than you are but last night I was just home alone and I'm trying to pull it up really quick on Hulu I found this, like, collection of Lifetime movies, which I'm not usually, like, a huge (laughs) Lifetime movie kind of girl. But I had no idea 
that Lifetime has basically done exactly that. They have gone through and made individual movies for like many different true crime cases and serial killers. And so last night I watched the Jodi Arias one and it's called Jodi Arias Dirty Little Secret. It's a Lifetime drama movie on Hulu. And I thought it was really good, honestly. Like, again, it just gives you that dramatized version of the truth, which like it makes it 10 times scarier knowing that it's a true story. And I really liked it. I enjoyed it. So if anyone's into that kind of thing, it was definitely a fun little watch. It only took like maybe two hours to watch it, but I, I enjoyed it. Oh, I need to look into that. Definitely. I love. Well, to uh, me, I just find it really interesting because I research these cases and I've like learned stuff about these cases. And I think it's so fascinating to watch actors portray those people. Like, I just find it interesting to watch someone try to portray crazy. Like That's that. true. It's that fascinating is fascinating to me. That is fun. And I also like, like you just said, the real cases, like the ones that we know mm-hmm. about and like that we kind of know a little bit of information about and seeing how people portray that. And I bet it would be a lot of pressure to play someone that's like so well known, especially a villain or like a criminal. Like that's yeah. hard to do. I feel like it would be kind of a dichotomy. Like it would be such a fun, cool role to play, especially if you're like in real life, genuinely a nice, normal person. It would be really cool to play the villain and to play such like a disgusting real villain but on the other hand like with evan peters playing jeffrey dahmer i think it took a severe mental toll on his physical and emotional and mental health i think that role changed him so i think that's something we need to be careful about as well and also there is always like the fear of we don't want to oversaturate true crime and crime Mm -hmm. because we don't want the wrong people seeing the wrong things too often and getting their own minds warped and stuff so it is a slippery slope i agree and it's funny that you just said that like it's fun seeing good nice people play or like criminals that's like gaga playing house of gucci and for (laughs) joker like she's really gravitating gravitating towards those roles so okay garrett i cannot believe you just said that because i just remembered that in my dream last night we watched lady gaga's joker movie and oh. my whole my whole brain, my whole subconscious came up with this whole movie and scenes of Lady Gaga acting in my head, and it was so good. Stop so was, right now. It's just my dream version. I know that the real version is going to be, like, a million times better, but I remember at the end of it in my dream, the credits rolled, and we looked at each other, and we were like, I'm so sad that it's over now. Like, it's just like a concert. When a concert ends, it's like, well, what do I look forward to now? Like, she needs to get acting in something else <laughs> ASAP, like, immediately. Oh, my immediately. God. I'm, I'm jealous that you had a dream about that because I want to see what you saw. <laughs> it was so good, dude. I was, like, in awe. In That's so, so funny. Oh, my God. Uh, and then I, the night before, I was having really disturbing Game of Thrones dreams. So it's like hit or miss. Hit or the two polar opposites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> LOL. The last thing I want to talk about, and the, this, I'm not obsessed with this because actually, actually, I take that back. I am obsessed with this because writers are on strike right now trying to get um, a 3% raise because they're not getting like um, like paid what they deserve. And... Literally all across the country, there's like writers have gone on strike. Like SNL has not been able to be on this week. All of the late night shows have been 
like postponed. And I know like even The View, like the morning show, like Whoopi Goldberg has to like write her own script now because like they don't have any writers. So like oh I know it's affecting these people and good for the writers. That's why I'm obsessed with it because yeah. put your put your foot down and it's only a 3% raise. These people are making so much money off of their writing oh skills. God, they deserve so like it. that's the At least the you could minimum. do. Exactly. 3% is nothing. So that I want to stand with you guys and take as long as you need and I'm on TikTok, I've been seeing a lot of like actors going out and giving like donuts or pizza to the writers. We like we support you, and, like we understand. And even and we Drew, want you to get that raise. Yeah, even Drew Barrymore, she like um she dropped out of being the host of Teen Choice Awards, like st- standing with the writers and was like, I don't support that. Like until they get their fair share, like I'm not gonna. I love Drew. That just yeah. gave me chills. <clears throat> so, I love Drew Barrymore. Well, said, another thing too, I just want to say like, I love a good strike, especially when a strike works. You know, when yeah. everybody joins in and actually does it together and it sounds like it's really like working and making a difference. And the one thing that is so impactful about a strike is it's one of those things where like silence speaks louder than words. Sometimes them removing themselves from the creative space is showing everyone else how crucial and imperative they are to the process. And it's the perfect way to get what they want. So I yep. really I really hope that that works out for them. I hope that they get more than a 3% raise because the writers make the shows. You I know? agree. Yeah, I mean, 100%. They make the characters. Like They make like yeah, the people. They like, make everything. Exactly. So EFBF stands with you guys and we support you. And yeah, I think that shouldn't even have to be asked for. They should obviously be getting the pay that they deserve. Well, and Garrett and I are both in creative fields. So we both understand like your... Your intellectual property is yours and it deserves fair pay exactly fair wages and these people are doing things that not everyone can do like you not an average joe can't just walk up and become a writer on a show and that's why this strike is making sense and why it's working because they can't just quickly replace these people these people who have these ideas and are able to be creative in this space they have a gift and a special talent and it needs to be nurtured and it needs to be cared for or else you will lose it and that's what the big net networks are learning right now so good for them i'm again just like you said efbf we stand with you exactly writers Writers. (laughs) yes so um writers unite chloe i want you to tell me a little bit about your music of the week what song have you been obsessed with and actually i think now we're gonna stop scripting efbf to stand with the writers from now on we'll stop scripting it and we will just go off the cuff because freestyle it we are our own writers and we're also on strike so my song of the week is a song that we've already discussed before but it's just really been like stuck in my head i've been singing it out loud a lot it's just been on my heart so my song of the week is wonder woman by miley cyrus and i'm hoping everyone who's listening has already heard it because they listened to it from our episode but if you haven't give it a listen beautiful song it can relate to literally any person that listens to it because everybody in the world has a special woman in their life. So love that song. It's so beautiful. And I've been jamming to it. It's one of my favorites too. I love that you picked that song. It's a inspiring song. I get inspired every time I hear that. I think of all the women in my life. What so, about you, Garrett? What's so, your song of the week? So my song of the week is by an artist we have not discussed on this podcast yet, which is why I picked it. It's also off of one of my favorite albums of all time. Like, I'm obsessed with this album. It's Lord, The Louvre, and it's so good. The song's The Louvre. And it's one of my favorites 
not only because of the instrumentals, it's also because of the lyrics. The way she writes in this song and the way she compares things and like I don't know how she does it. It's really it baffles me every time I hear that this, that someone could write so- a song like this. And the one lyric I just want to touch on because it makes me it's like I don't know how to it's quirky and that's what kind of how I would describe the song. It's a little quirky. And it says, Is that um, down the back, but who cares? Still the Louvre. Literally that, yes. It says, but we're the greatest. They'll hang us in the Louvre. Down the back, but who cares? Still the Louvre. And it's just like, I don't know. I knew I think, that was going to be your favorite. It's so good. And Chloe knows, like, this album is, it's called Melodrama by Lord. And every single song on this album is a banger. And I would love to do a deep dive one day on it. But everyone just go dip your toes in the Lord pool. And I would suggest the Louvre because it's one of my favorites. So those are ours. Oh. Okay. I want to jump in right now. So Garrett mentioned that his song this week was a new artist that he hasn't discussed yet and everything. And I just want to, I just want to say, I only picked Miley and Wonder Woman, even though we've already discussed it. I picked (laughs) it because I wanted to stay true to the fact that that was my song of the week. And that is the song that I've been jamming to the most this week. However, I'd like to do an unplanned little <laughs> little addition here. And I just want to say, for anyone who's going to go listen to the Louvre now because of Garrett, my second song of the week and my favorite Lord song, I just want to get that out there. My favorite Lord song is Liability. And so Ooh. if you're going to listen to the Louvre, you should listen to Liability as well. I think it's a beautiful song. The lyrics are so emotional. It gets me. It gives Oof. me chills every single time. And I absolutely love it. But I just wanted to clarify the reason why I chose Wonder <laughs> Woman this week. Obviously, I have an entire an entire collection of music on my phone that we will go through. And you guys will get every single last song. But she's a wonder <laughs> woman. She knows one. She, she loves there we go. Hey, no, Chloe, I was not trying to shade you. I was just saying I had to touch on my girl, Lord, because we love her. Well, but... I just had to explain <laughs> it, that's all. I just had to explain no. myself. But, Chloe, the liability is also one of my favorite songs, and it chokes me up, like, listening me to it. Too. It's really, really good. So I would suggest, honestly, go, go listen to the whole album. It deserves to listen. listen. To Lord. Just <laughs> go listen. listen to Lord. You're right, you're right, you're right. You won't so. find a bad song. So that's true. listen to Lord. That's a fact. So... Yes, I think that's perfect way to introduce our main course of the week, which I'm going to let Chloe take over and introduce yes. what we got going on. Oh, it's time. So this week for the main course, get your you're, you're going to need your fork, but you're going to need a steak knife this oh. week. Today, we are going to be discussing the 2023 Met Gala extravaganza and this year the theme was in honor of Carl. Now we're talking about Carl Lagerfeld. Who's kind of a controversial character, really, if we if we want to get into it. So why don't we dive into a little bit of history about Carl? So Carl Lagerfeld was a German fashion designer who began his career in the 1950s. Although he worked with many different designers and different houses throughout the years, his most notable work would be his time spent as a creative director of Fendi, Chloe, and of course, Chanel, where he served as creative director from 1983 until the day he died. Carl also opened his own namesake label in 1984, and he was seen as a visionary in many ways, being the first couture designer to bring fashion to High Street with a collaboration with H&M, 
which started a trend that leaked into many other fashion houses, such as like Versace and Missoni. I know that like Target has done this before. H&M has done this where they will have a collection with a designer and they will bring sort of elevated styles at a more affordable price for the common person to bring designer into the common person's life. Um, and Carl started that. I actually own a Missoni sweater from Target that was their line a couple years ago, which is really cool. Um, so I'm glad that he started that. That was a cool thing. Carl was also a controversial character as he hated the color pink. He was known for extremely misogynistic comments. He released several highly controversial designs, including a dress that had sacred Muslim texts that Carl did not understand and was not well received. And he actually had to publicly apologize, saying that he did not know what it meant and he should not have put it on the clothing. Mm. Um, he's also been known to put models in blackface and yellowface, which is not good. And I'm not pretty good. sure that was Claudia Shefford both times. Um he was also very vocal about his disgust and hatred of obesity and was quoted saying that sweatpants are a sign of defeat and it, that you've lost control of your life if you've bought them. Notably, Carl was not the skinniest little mini when he died. I just want to throw that out there as personally, I am giving shade to Carl Lagerfeld right now and his ghost. Oh, I look up to designers. I am a designer myself. I appreciate and really, really, really love the work that they do, but I... I do not love this man. I think he's gross <laughs> for a lot of different reasons. And I just want to say, Carl, you are so much of a dick about people being fat and you are fat yourself. So go suck on some dick. Um, he's also known for the ridiculous treatment of his cat, Chopet, whom only ever flew on private jets. And that cat was left an inheritance of over 1.3 million pound, which translates to one million six hundred forty-three thousand and seventy dollars for a cat. Damn. And that's what I've got pretty much for the little background on Carl. Uh, yeah, not a huge fan. I'm also, you can put, you can quote me on this. I'm going to go ahead and say it publicly. I'm not a big fan of Chanel either for a lot of different reasons. Um, Chanel was literally a Nazi spy, so let's not forget the history there. Chanel was not a good person, okay, everyone? And she also did not design over the size of eight ever in her life, and she wanted Chanel to never go over a size eight. So, also not a very good person. Just want to get that out there. There are a lot of other designers to look up to instead, and a lot of other houses that I think have a more honorable history, but... That's not my business. Well said, Chloe. You spit facts and all that. And I just want to echo everything she says. I 110% agree with. And I'm very shocked that this was, or that he was chosen for a theme for a whole Met Gala. That's the choice mm -hmm. that was made. But I also want to say, we're about to get into some of the looks that were at the Met Gala this year. And all of these thoughts and opinions are ours. So if we hate against any of your faves, we don't mean to, but we we don't like sugarcoating things. And we look at it as if we were invited, how would we dress? And like, would we even think about wearing any of this stuff? So I just wanted to have a little warning beforehand that this isn't to be mean, yes. just like being honest and truthful to our taste and styles. Yes, I want to bounce off that. Garrett and I will never, like he said, we'll never sugarcoat anything. We are always going to give our opinions as they are. We are two people who tell it like it is. We speak the truth. We're not going to beat around the bush or dilly-dally unless it's at TJ Maxx, in which, in which case I will dilly-dally. She will dilly-dally. But, 
these are our opinions. We are entitled to our own opinions and we're entitled to be a bitch about certain celebrities or Karl Lagerfeld if we want to. Again, you don't have to support that. And I do also want to say, I know I just ragged on Carl a lot. He was a very influential designer. He made a huge, huge change in fashion history. And of course, I respect that as a designer. His designs and his actual eye for fashion. Incredible. incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Like, I could never, never um, dissuade that fact. Like, that is true. But he was a nasty person, so... There we go. Diving in. <laughs> Here we go. But Garrett's right. Um, there's a good chance you guys might hear something you might not like here because we might get nasty on a couple of things. <laughs> oh, 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 and oh. another thing, too, I want to mention for anyone who's not uh, maybe aware. So kind of the way that the Met Gala works, it's it's different case by case. But a lot of the times a designer or a design house will buy a table and then they will invite certain celebrities that they want to dress to the Met Gala. So a lot of the times, I just want to say as a disclaimer, the celebrities have absolutely no say over what they can wear whatsoever. A ticket to the Met Gala costs like over $30,000. Yeah. And most of the celebrities there have never paid for a ticket. They get their tickets provided by these design houses and whatnot. Exactly. Sometimes it's like Netflix will have a table and they'll invite people. And when you're invited by someone else who's paying your ticket, you have to wear what they want you to wear. Now, a lot of times these celebrities also have very specific rules of what they can and can't do in these clothes of, you know, with um, we're going to get into Dua Lipa. She's wearing some extremely precious jewels and jewelry that's, you know, they have really strict rules on what they can and can't do. And most of the time they have very little control. So, again, this isn't against specific celebrities and it's not even necessarily against specific designers because we both are aware that there are entire teams that go behind these things it is never just a one person yes. decision and ultimately anna winter's team approved all of these looks for the met so she even wants a little bit of this controversy and drama <laughs> she wants some of these gnarly looks to get in there so that we have something to talk about lol well, i'm excited to dive in wow. <laughs> all right so we're gonna start off strong with nicole kidman I love Nicole because I've been so into Big Little Lies lately. So I'm like a new major fan of Nicole's. I've never been a fan of her before. But after Big Little Lies, Nicole, if you're listening, I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I want to say about this look is I think she slayed. I think she killed it. So Nicole Kidman, this is according to Vogue. I got this information off of Vogue's website. She's wearing an archival Karl Lagerfeld Oops, sorry. So I got this information off of the Vogue website. Nicole Kidman is wearing an archival Karl Lagerfeld era Chanel haute couture gown from 2004. And if you think this glamorous design looks familiar, you are correct. Nicole wore this dress in an iconic Chanel number no. five commercial from the same year directed by Baz Luhrmann, which I just wanted to add that in there because I thought that was a fun little fact that she had actually worn this exact dress way back in 2004 for an advertisement. We also, Garrett and I love Baz Luhrmann. So that's just a cool fact that he was working on that project too. But Garrett, let's get into the dress itself. 
I love the dress. I, she was one of the first people on the carpet. And as soon as I saw it, I was impressed immediately. She looks beautiful. I love, we don't, the picture we have doesn't show it, but she has a little black bow in her hair, which I think is really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, not my favorite look of the night, but honestly, she followed the theme, which I appreciate. Like, thank you for like sticking to the theme. It has a story. It's archive Chanel. It ties to Carl. And she did the thing. And like you said, she looks beautiful and I love Nicole. I think she's she's silly to me. Every time I look at her, I just like laugh for some reason. One of my favorite things I saw this TikTok. You know when people like dub videos with their own audio or whatever, and they yes. like, make them say funny things. Yes, it was a video of Nicole <laughs> with Keith. Um, okay, so for anyone who doesn't actually like isn't looking at the photo like we are right now, and of course you can see all of these things online. This dress is a very, very soft pink dress. At the top, it's spaghetti straps, and it looks like it's got maybe pearls on it. It looks like it's embellished with pearls, maybe other gems. And then it goes into this beautiful feathered skirt, and it's got this long train. She's got a high slit in her leg. Like Garrett said, she has a black bow in her hair. I loved this look. It's definitely because it's such a soft pink color, and she is already a fair person, it's kind of an understated look, even though it's a gown, it kind of, like, in my opinion, and I love Nicole, if that were me, I would have said, no, I don't want to wear that color because it washes me out. But she still does look beautiful, don't get me wrong, but it it kind of makes it, like, a little bit bland, maybe. I agree, yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know. But I do love it. I think she looks beautiful. I think the dress itself is beautiful. And my only note... Even keeping the dress in the color, the only note for me, if I was on her team and I could change anything, I would have just thrown a little bit more effort into the hair. Now, I understand that they're going for like an effortless, like loose waves look, but I think it looks a little bit too much like she just has unwashed hair from the day before. Like, I think, I think they could have thrown some waves in there, maybe done some like curlers or something to give like a really soft bounce, but Overall, I would rate this one. We should rate the looks, Garrett. So I think overall, I would rate this a 7 out of 10. Same. Literally same. Yep. 7 out of 10. Perfect. Solid. Oh, God. Next up. All right. So moving on. Oh, God. So also for anyone listening, the way that we've done this, Garrett and I have each picked out about six different images that we want to discuss. Um, And so I'll be kind of leading the people that I picked out. Garrett will kind of be leading the people that he picked out. So my next choices that I just wanted to discuss Ugh. were some of the Kardashians slash Jenners. Um, I don't know why they were there. I know. They I shouldn't have been. I thought for the longest time, I didn't think they were going to be invited. They and were not invited it, for a long time. Also, guess who's not there? Miss Kris Jenner was not invited. Kris Jenner. And you know who else wasn't invited this time was Caitlyn. Um, but so let's get into it here. The photo that I'm looking at has Kendall Jenner, Kim Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner, respectively. So starting off with Kendall, I don't know what in the flying motherfuck is happening with Marc Jacobs in his head when he put this on her and thought this was a good look. She looks like some kind of a fucking stupid Barbie doll or like a dominatrix or like Wednesday Adams if she was in a porno or something. I don't know what is happening. But this look is so terrible in my It looks opinion. cheap. It looks cheap to it me. It looks cheap as fuck. And also, I did not like... So there's this, like, new trend. 
where people are just wearing underwear as pants or like just not wearing pants at all like the pants are out skirts bottoms they're out we're just gonna wear our underwear with tights and a shirt i think that's the dumbest trend ever it looks so stupid to me and uh kendall didn't wear pants for the met or the after party and i was just like girl she wore this like hideous little bike short suit thing for the after party that was also sequined and i'm just like first of all it's just not cute like it's not giving what needs to be your legs aren't that special so it's like you're not even it's not like a showcase of anything the shoes are fucking terrible yeah for this outfit not i don't know what to even i have no comment because I would have not let her in the, at the door. I would have to- told her to turn around. Garrett did not want me to discuss the Kardashians today because they were so bad. But I just had to because we have to like, it's part of the, it's part of the Met. It's how the bad looks too. No, and I agree. So for anyone who hasn't seen it, Kendall is wearing these tall platform lace up boots that look like they came from Doll's Kill. And then on top, she's wearing a long sleeve bodysuit that's black sequined with a white sequin collar very pointed overly structured collar and the sleeves of this bodysuit are like split seam extremely long the train follows and drags behind her but she has no pants on so it's it's like super top heavy it doesn't make sense to the eye and then the inside of the black sleeves are lined with white quilted fabric so like if you can visualize how nasty that sounds you're you're accurate yeah it's not good at all so moving on to Miss Kim. Oh, well, before I, um, I don't know if I mentioned, but yeah, Kendall's wearing Marc Jacobs. And then moving on to Miss Kim Kardashian wearing Scaparelli. Um, I don't know what in the flying fuck <laughs> this is. First of all, Kim pretty much ruined the Met Gala last year, and now she has to kind of do it again this year. So if anyone recalls from Keeping Up with the Kardashian many, many years ago, Kris Jenner basically forced Kim Kardashian into doing her quote-unquote first nude shoot for, I think it was for, like, PETA or something. I can't remember. (laughs) But, uh, no, Chloe's was for PETA. I don't know what Kim's was for. But she was draped in these tacky, cheap pearls. And I know you guys remember, because I know you guys were watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians in the 2000s, like I was. This is what this Met Gala looks like. She is draped in these pearls. Not in a particularly pretty way. Um, The pearls themselves aren't the issue with this look. My main issue is that Kim is continuing on with Courtney's weird Met Gala look where she's (laughs) got this like bondage, band-aid, skims, um, shapewear exposed. Which I'm like, dude, we get it. Everyone in the fucking world understands you own your shapewear company. That's great. First of all, you didn't come up with shapewear. It's not even an original idea. So but why are you wearing your shapewear on the fucking red carpet at the Met Gala? Like, it shouldn't be seen. It doesn't match. It doesn't go. It looks really weird. Um, her makeup is terrible. She Her makeup aged her, in my opinion. And she's got some colored contacts in that are scary. The necklace was completely unnecessary because there's already a lot going on there. And lastly, just from a design standpoint... I think it looks incredibly tacky that you can see the straps and the cups and the lining under Mm -hmm. the pearls of her top. It looks like an unfinished school project. To me, this looks like something that someone at a college fashion show could have put together with like bits and bobs that they found and thought they were doing something. And it hurts me because I love Scaparelli, but I have to say, 
I don't know his name, but the current creative director of Scaparelli, I've seen his sister post TikToks all the time because he like made her wedding dress and stuff. He's not it for me. He has not oh. been impressing me, not been doing it for me, and this this look certainly doesn't do it for me. And lastly, we're gonna really briefly go over this one because I don't even know what in the hell. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Kylie Jenner is wearing. Hater Ackerman for Jean-Paul Gaultier. Uh, she's one of the people that I discussed earlier. She had some pretty strict rules for the night. She was not allowed to sit in this dress at any point. Um, I don't know what the hell. This has nothing to do with Karl Lagerfeld whatsoever. Out of these three women, I would say Kendall probably hit the theme the best. Yeah. But Kylie is wearing this asymmetrical um, one-shoulder one sleeve red gown with a periwinkle lining and red shoes. I'm like, honestly, that's all I'm going to say about it because it has nothing to do with the theme. It's not an impressive look. It's not even like, it's just so boring. I, I just don't even know. All I have to say is the photo that we're looking at has all three of them standing beside each other. And if I saw this photo without knowing the theme or anything, it looks like they're going to three different events. Like it looks like yeah. nothing's cohesive and how, but having this much power and like you, this is their Super Bowl. Like they look forward to this event. How the hell are y'all not going to stand beside each other and be like, oh, like we don't look anything alike. There's no common theme here. There's like nothing. Like, it's just yeah. bad. It's all bad. Kim Kardashian. I'm going to go through just I have like one thing to say about each of them. Kim Kardashian's. It doesn't look finished. Like you said, it just looks like pearls mm -hmm. are hung on her. That's it. And then Kylie looks like she's going to like the Oscars after party or something at Vanity Fair. Yeah. Like, look, like I don't get it. It pisses me off that they got an invite and we did not get an invite. And that's like, I've seen Kylie put on more exciting looks for her kids' birthday parties and shit. Like this yeah. is just stupid. And I totally agree with what Garrett said about Kim's look looking unfinished. It really does look like she's in the very first stage when she's standing there. And the designer is like draping the pearls being like, this is kind of interesting. Maybe we could go go with something like this. But then they were like, no, I like it just like this. Put me out. Put me in yeah. code right now. Put me in. Um, I also, the last thing that I want to say about this, I don't know too much about this, so we won't get too in depth, but I did see that there was like a little bit of controversy of Kim trying to get North into the Met Gala. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, kids are absolutely not invited to the Met Gala. You are not allowed to go if you oh. are under the age of 18. Um, and that is something that changed. I think it was maybe even in the 80s or the 90s. Anna Winter changed that. There were kids at the Met Gala in the past, but Anna Winter has changed the age limit to 18. And Kim Kardashian brought North. And so people were kind of wondering, was she planning on just sort of bringing North in the car ride? And North was going to see her get dropped off and then go back with a nanny. But no, Kim brought her in and then security grabbed North. And she had to stand there on the edges with security for like the whole time. And it just goes back to what Kanye said many years ago, that he believed Kim was going to use her children as props and as money-making schemes. And to me, it seems like she brought North as a prop, and then it didn't work out. And she just left her there with security and continued on with the event. Well, now, I, I will say, we know that North is interested in fashion, and we know that she is kind of a mature, creative little girl. But this child is nine years old. She looks like she's 15. They constantly dress her and edit her to make her look way she is nine years old she has no fucking business at the Met Gala get her out of there she has no business and it's just embarrassing yeah I would like to know the thought 
process behind bringing her. I don't know the whole story behind it, but I just don't think that that would be the first. This is like a night where it's like a girl's night, like a mom's night out. Like, leave your kids at home, babe. Yeah. Like, this isn't for kids. First of all, this, kids. Is, this isn't this a is business. A black tie event. Like, yeah. This I is agree. a gala. You don't bring kids to galas. And it goes into like Courtney saying that like Kim, it's in her blood, it's in her nature. Like, she literally cannot, it's who she is to her core. She literally cannot make something not a business scheme, a business event, a PR stunt. But you would have thought after walking on thin ice after the Maryland dress that she wouldn't have wanted to push any boundaries. That's true. But that's, that's true. just not Kim. <laughs> okay, moving on to a look that we both love. Let's get into Anne Hathaway. Yes. Killing the carpet in a tweed gown covered in cutouts and safety pins and pearls. Designed by our beautiful team at Versace, Garrett, first thoughts and opinions, because this looks slayed. It's one of my top looks from the night. No, same. I love this look. I was telling Chloe, this is probably the best interpretation of a house, like Versace, taking the theme of Honoring like Chanel. The theme. Yeah, like taking Carl and like combining both of the houses, like unique styles and making something so beautiful. And Anne Hathaway, the way she's modeling and walking, she like delivered. She looks phenomenal. Mm -hmm. The hair. I love that she's like, I don't know if it's a jacket she's like has in her hand. I think it is. I think yeah. she's got a jacket that she's carrying. I love that there are camellias on her breast. I think that's like, a, just, an, just like every little detail is like, was thought through and I love mm -hmm. that and I love the tweed she's that was something I was shocked about I didn't see as much tweed as I thought I was gonna see so seeing this actually is refreshing and I'm like oh thank god like it just is so good in my opinion I love it yes okay so I love this look so so much the first thing I want to touch on what Garrett just said this is a amazing example of two houses coming together of Versace honoring this theme in a beautiful way. It's so cool because you can look at this dress and you see Versace, but you also see Chanel as inspiration. So it's very, very apparent what they were aiming for here. And I think that they nailed it. Mm -hmm. um, the cutouts are really unusual. At first, I wasn't, I didn't know how I felt about the cutouts, but ultimately I think I like it. It adds some interest to it and it adds that Versace level mm -hmm. i love her hair one thing we haven't discussed yet but the bump is back all at yep. the met gala everyone had their hair bumped up like 60s hairstyles and i personally love it i think it's so sexy and cool and i think that they nailed her accessories here she's just got a simple cho almost choker necklace and she's got very beautiful glam but very simple glam they kept her face looking like her face they didn't do any crazy colors just some luscious lashes and i think it looks gorgeous she looks age appropriate but still looking young amazing like I just agree. really incredible i give it a nine out of ten honestly i think she looks great yes i would give it a nine out of ten too and we forgot to rate the kardashian but i would but give them all zero out of ten same <laughs> um okay and Anne hathaway i think we already said it a million times but this is custom versace and she was walking the carpet with donatella versace for quite a bit of time so i love it i think love it's it. great and moving on one of my picks of the night that i wanted to just mention now this isn't necessarily like one of my favorite looks of the night but i wanted to talk about a few women showing up to the met wearing pink knowing that Karl Lagerfeld hated pink. I just think that that's a fun little statement. I like it. And JLo was one of those women. 
So I think, again, this is like a very age-appropriate look. I think she looks beautiful. It looks very regal. So J-Lo is wearing this super interesting headpiece that has like chicken wire looking stuff coming off of it. The headpiece <laughs> wasn't my favorite, but also it just... It did add to the look. I mean, it makes yes. it a little more artistic. Yeah. Um, She's got this halter top that's got feathers around her neck, and it goes into this wide open cutout in her chest. So you get a little bit of that side boob. Black on top with long black gloves. It's all black velvet. And then a giant black bow with a huge black train going down her back. And the skirt is this soft pink satin. I think it looks gorgeous. This is custom Ralph Lauren. Um, and yeah, she's coming, coming through with the underboob. I love it. I would rate this look a, let's see. I gave Nicole Kidman a seven out of 10. So I think I'd rate this one an eight out of 10. I love it. I love it. I think this is very appropriate for the theme. I think that it's very reminiscent of, um, Carl and Chanel. So I think it's appropriate. I think she looks absolutely beautiful. Um, my, like Chloe said, it's not my favorite look by any means, but I'll give it a set. I think it's the same as Nicole. I'll probably give it a seven out of 10 for my opinion. <laughs> the main reason I wanted to include this one kind of like with Nicole, but this is just, I just like that they wore pink knowing that he hated pink. Yeah, no, I, I like that wanted to include that. I like that touch as well. Okay. So next up, this is someone that trust oh, well. me, I did not <laughs> want to include this in my list. But it has to be discussed. Like, we it, can't do this episode without yeah. discussing this. It happened, unfortunately. So, it, unfortunately, it happened. And I'm so sad, kind of, by who it happened to. Because, <laughs> you guys, I love Jared Leto. I love Jared Leto. First of all, when he was Jordan Catalano on My So-Called Life, I could have died. I was so in love with him. He was so hot. I've been a huge Jared Leto fan forever. He is gorgeous. And he usually kills the Met Gala. He's usually one of the people that comes through with a really cool idea and does something like totally different. Yeah. For this year, Jared Leto decided to dress as Chopette, Carl Lagerfeld's cat. <laughs> and this look was designed by production studio SCPS, whose clients include Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. And yeah, he just straight up wore a giant cat costume don't know how this got approved don't know what to comment i have no comment yeah disappointed confused um i don't appreciate look okay i love someone pushing the boundaries but i don't ap appreciate someone making a joke of the event because i really love the met gala and this is kind of jokey like a mockery kind of yeah the met gala is also becoming a little bit controversial because towards the beginning of it, it was meant to be more like a charity event. It really had some honorable intentions. Now it's kind of become a Hunger Games, like scary top of the top evening. And we're all just supposed to look at these confusing fashion looks and decide that we like them. This, this just is not it for me. Embarrassing. I wouldn't want pictures of myself in that outfit all over the internet. <laughs> going viral um it's just not it for me i would rate this a zero out of ten because Same. i just think that it's not appropriate i agree a hundred percent like imagine if i fucking showed up to a wedding wearing that like this is a black tie gala you just you don't I do just it don't understand i just don't understand so moving <sighs> on um we're gonna go to my 
favorite i have my last two choices are like my two favorites of the night so i think we'll go in the order that i listed them so sydney sweeney arrives at the met gala wearing this beautiful miu miu gown it is again a pink look this is more of like a blush rose pink it's a ruched gown it's got a long train there's a big black bow in the front and the entire gown is encrusted in these silver and gold jewels and embellishments and swarovski crystals she's got the big poofy hair and then a big giant black bow on her head I felt that this was very extremely feminine. It was beautiful. One thing that I like is this look is not one of the ones where you have to look at it and figure out if you think it's pretty or not, or like try to figure out, do I like this or is this too like avant-garde fashion? No, she just looks beautiful. Um, they kept it simple. And I think it does also reflect Chanel. It kind of gives me that same vibe. So I think that this, it's not the best example of the theme, but I think that it it went into the theme enough that it she got away with it. But just based on the gown and how she looks herself, this look is a 10 out of 10 for me. I think she's just stunning in this. She just looks so good. And even just the the scenes of her walking around, like she looked like a goddess. Yeah, she looks really, really good. I would say my favorite part of this outfit is probably the top half of it. I think she looks absolutely phenomenal. I love the embellishments on it. I love... My favorite is that how voluminous the hair looks and like the volume mm -hmm. of the hair and I love the bow in it. I think she looks phenomenal and I would give her a 9 out of 10. Like you said, she's the theme isn't all the way there, but it does give me a little bit of Chanel. I could see a Chanel reference pulled from there and she's mm -hmm. beautiful. So I Definitely love it. Definitely with love the it. black bows. Exactly. Black bows with the pink brings a lot of Chanel and like... Garrett said he wasn't super crazy about the bottom half of the dress, but I think the bottom half of the dress is what makes it like stand out and make it a little bit different. Cause if, if the bottom half of the dress looked matching to the top half, it would look like a prom dress. Yeah. 100%. So, so I think it's cool. I think the black bows are unique. I love the look altogether. Gorgeous. 10 out of 10 for me. And my next 10 out of 10 look. Now this is someone that I have loved for my entire life since the day that I imaginary met her and <laughs> a lot of people on tiktok have been saying that this was pretty much one of the best looks of the night because when i say this person captured the theme flawlessly coming through with an extremely androgynous look we've got kristen stewart in a carl lagerfeld original she's wearing suit pants that are um almost like ballooned trouser yeah. pants She's got some little white penny loafers, white and black penny loafers, a cropped satin white jacket with satin black lapels, a short mini tie, and then a sheer vest underneath and a short choppy haircut, not much makeup, just a very um, natural look. And this is the effortless style that I think Carl often would try to give off i mean she looks so good but it also looks like she just put clothes on and came to the met gala but she's just like killing it and i absolutely love it i'm a huge fan of her i loved her stage or her presence on the carpet too because she was just being herself and being goofy and 10 out of 10 for me what do you think garrett i'm obsessed phenomenal this is what i was saving my 10 10 out of 10 for she looks absolutely incredible she hit the theme right on the head i love that it's actual carl lagerfeld's like design i think that's incredible i think that 
I would change nothing. Like, honestly, she looks incredible. Yeah. And 10 out of 10, they, she did the damn thing. They added a cool little Chanel belt as well. And I zoomed in. It's one of the belts that has... Um, it's got the Chanel logo, and then it has that kind of, like, chain and leather woven look around the corners of it. It's so cool. The perfect little accessory, but it's just, it's simple, it's clean, it's classic. She looks amazing. I agree. I could not agree And I love more. that she wore a suit. I love that she didn't wear a dress. Like, it just suits her. It fits her. It makes sense. And it looks amazing. I agree. It still stays true to her style, so which makes me appreciate it even more. So moving on to my picks for the Met Gala, the first one that I have to talk about is Paris Hilton. She attended her first ever Met Gala. I want to discuss her outfit. She went in Marc Jacobs, and I have to say, she herself, Paris Hilton, looks phenomenal, but this outfit did not hit it for me. So basically, she's wearing this black dress, and the sleeves and like the... Um, top are all sparkly and like sequined and then the bottom half is like leather and she's wearing uh, a black flower <laughs> camellia choker and these Marc Jacob platform boots and it just does not flatter her in any way it's nothing special it does not give me the theme at all and it makes me really sad because I was rooting for Paris and like I said this is not Paris's fault she like had no yeah. control over this I would say but well Paris it, looks like a freaking Barbie doll, so you exactly. can put anything on her and it will look gorgeous. She is perfect as a person. But, this but fit, I totally, oof. I totally agree with Garrett on this one. The look, the dress itself is just not it for me. Like I don't think even if I saw someone else wearing it that I would like it. To be honest with you, oh, hundred um, percent, yeah. I they have some interesting seams. There's like one horizontal seam that goes directly across her hips. Yeah. Which for design is just not a flattering area. You would not typically want to put a seam there. It's just drawing attention to the widest part of her body. Um, it looks like it's pleather to me or some kind of like synthetic material. I don't think it's real leather. Also, the hem is a little odd to me. It's cut short in kind of an awkward place to show the heels, but the heels don't really like. Add I mean, anything. they match because they're bedazzled, but they don't really, like, match the vibe of the dress. I would have put her in, like, a stiletto with this. It doesn't look um, like it fits her well, either. It, it has, does like, an not odd look fit. Like it, yeah, it does not look like it fits well, and I don't know. It's just oh, it's just not it for me. It, it makes me sad. Right. Yeah, and it hurts me, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to have to give her, like, a 5 out of 10. And it hurts, but I just have to give it to her. Yeah, I think I would give this look a, you know, I'll give it a 5 out of 10 too because I don't like hate it. It's just not just, good enough. Yeah, I agree. Um, And one thing too, like, so Marc Jacobs, one thing you didn't mention about this look is the sleeves go down into gloves. So like we all know Kim Kardashian kind of started this trend with Balenciaga going with the like full gloved sleeves. But I feel like that trend is kind of past already. So I was kind of surprised to see Marc Jacobs do it. It just also looks kind of heavy for a May event. Yeah. It's just not really what I would have done. But we love, we love, love, love Paris. So. Yes, we do. And I hope to see her next year at the next Met Gala, hopefully. so. And now Paris yeah. would have been someone that would have looked absolutely stunning in one of those super pale pink looks like a super oh, blush yes. pink that would have yeah. been gorgeous on her 
Or imagine like Sydney Sweeney's dress on Paris. Now Sydney Sweeney's oh dress worked so well on her because she's a very voluptuous, chesty woman. Paris isn't quite as much, but just like that style would have looked so pretty on her. No, I couldn't agree more. I I, love I feel it. like this look is trying to be edgy, but like it doesn't need to be. Yeah, it w- I, I, I don't know what it was trying to give. The leather really confuses me, but there's always next time. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So moving on to literally my minus 10 out of 10 worst look of the night, even worse than Jared Leto in the cat costume. So I had to add this because when I first saw this, I was actually utterly shocked that I was terrified. He was allowed into this event, but we're going to be talking about little Nas X and he is wearing quotation marks, Pat McGrath. And he's basically just covered in silver paint and rhinestones. He's supposed to be, um carl's Chopette. cat yeah Chappette, but it gives me doesn't nothing give a cat at it, all he looks yeah it gives me scary nightmare vibes like i don't i, I don't know the thought process behind this look i don't know it looks a lot why. more alien-esque than cat like he looks like he could be an extra in men man what is it men in black or like monsters yeah. versus aliens or something yeah. Um, the boots also are just hideous. Like they're just fucking boring, hideous, plain boots. Um, I don't understand this. I don't understand why this was allowed on. I don't understand <laughs> why anyone would think this is fashion. Really, uh, this is bad. Um, and it's I mean bad. the thing is too. I guess let me take that back. This could be fashion if it was like a really cool alien themed runway but yeah. it just doesn't fit it just doesn't make any sense and also it's basically copying doja cat with her ugly red encrusted look where she bejeweled her entire face and head yeah which also just a terrible look but like it's kind of just copying that like all you're doing is rhinestoning your whole face and body yeah not impressed with it like i don't know who even invited him? Like, what table is he at? Did Pat McGrath have a table? Because, like, I don't know I don't who even know. he's wearing. But moving up, well, I'm going to give it, like, a zero out of ten. Like, no, no credit to that at all. Like, I don't. Negative ten out of ten. Yeah. Well, now, this is a nice, the next person I want to talk about is Penelope Cruz. And this is a breath of fresh air for me. I am obsessed. So she was actually a co-chair of this Met Gala. Um, and a co-chair is basically, like, a co-host of the event that Anna Wintour picks. And they kind of, like greet everyone and like are like the face of the event for the night so penelope cruz is wearing a chanel couture spring summer 1988 wedding dress i believe this is the dress that closed out the collection but i could be wrong on that piece of no that's correct so for designers when uh, not every designer includes a bridal collection, but a lot of them do. And the bridal look will always finish out, close out the collection, the runway. So that is totally accurate. And this is a really cool look. It's very unique. It's very interesting. And I thought it was shocking to my knowledge. This is the only person that's worn a Chanel wedding dress to the event. And I thought there were going to be more wedding looks, bridal I looks. I agree. I'm very shocked that they were not more. She's got this bejeweled sheer hooded veil that goes into the bust of the dress she's got just a classic corset bustier kind of top with pearl it looks like pearl buttons going down the center and then the dress is belted with a little pearl belt with a lot of swarovski crystals and bejewels um and then the skirt goes down into an embellished 
ball gown dress. This whole dress gives like um, exotic vibes like or Spanish like, vibes a little bit like or like Persian vibes or something like that. It definitely it doesn't give like Americana. It doesn't give Paris. It doesn't give Europe like there's something else going on here. And I just can't put it almost like the design at the bottom of the dress reminds me of designs on Indian saris, too. So I just can't tell exactly what the original inspiration was but it is beautiful it's a unique gown it's got this like essence of exoticness to it penelope looks gorgeous i think she was a perfect choice of who should wear this dress because i think she can really pull it off and it actually suits her her face her look her style so i agree Garrett. i would personally i would probably rate this one like a nine out of ten or an eight out of ten it wasn't my favorite look of the whole night i think you liked it a little bit more than i did but I still think she looks great. And I'm obsessed at with least, it. At least she played into the theme. Exactly. I love that it's an archive piece from his Chanel era and she looks phenomenal in it. So I'm going to have to give it a 10 out of 10. And like Chloe said, I was shocked not to see any more wedding dresses after this, but she killed it and I'm glad that she had the opportunity to do it. I also love anyone who's wearing archival pieces. I think it's so cool to see that. Exactly, I agree. And that leads me perfectly into the next look, which is another co-chair of the night, which is Dua Lipa. And she is also wearing vintage Chanel 1992 corset gown. And I could be wrong, but this might have been a wedding dress too, because in the picture like that it was like in the runway, she was wearing like this beautiful headpiece. And I, I could think be it, I think it was the bridal look for yeah. this collection so, so she was wearing another bridal look though so she looks absolutely phenomenal i will say me and chloe both agree on this that the hair is kind of lackluster it's like a flat wavy look and i watched her vogue video of her getting ready and she talked about the hair and she was like i just wanted it to be like youthful and young and like fun which i get but i don't really know if that's appropriate for this look and especially when the original look had a headpiece that kind of like brought the mm -hmm. look to a different level but I'm obsessed with this outfit. When I was looking at like the theme and was looking up some of Carl's old work, this came up and my breath was taken out of me. Like this is what I would have wanted to wear to the Met Gala. So I think she looks absolutely phenomenal. Simple, yes, but classic in my eyes. So I'm obsessed. So this one, I do, I have like really mixed feelings on this look. I do really like it, but there are also things I really don't like about it. Um, I do think this was, I think you're right, I think this was a bridal look, but this looks a lot less bridal than Penelope Cruz's bridal look. Like yes. this gown, even though it might have been intended to be the bridal gown of that collection, this looks a lot more just like a gown. Um, so my thoughts and opinions, I really wish she would have done something different with the hair. The dress is beautiful, but it is very simple. So in my opinion, even though this Tiffany necklace was part of the statement here and it was super cool for her to be the first person to get to wear it, I don't think that the necklace is the right shape for the neckline. I think she should have been wearing something a little bit more rounded, maybe something without a pendant, just like a simple mm. diamond necklace or a simple pearl necklace, I think would have been a lot prettier here. I even mentioned to Garrett earlier, I think like some black diamonds might have been cool. Simple but still might have kind of bounced off the dress a little bit. And then the hair really kills me. I just really wish <laughs> that she would have done it up or done something or put on a crown or a tiara or a headpiece or a headband or something. Like, even a cool headband would have been really good here. That's true. Um, But 
I mean, she does look beautiful. I also don't think the makeup was like 10 out of 10 on Dua. I kind of wish she would have gone for like either like more of a red tone lip or a pink tone lip, but I kind of don't like this orangey like mauve color that she's got going on, but she looks good. So we'll move on. LOL. I love it. So moving on, we have another cat look, the third and final of the night. We have Doja Cat and Oscar de la Renta, and she's wearing FX makeup on her face to make her look like a cat, and she has like a hood on that has also that also has cat ears on it. Um, Chloe, I'm gonna let you take away on describing this gown because oh God, you go I don't for even it. Know how to? Okay. It's hard. So this is like a high neck, completely diamond encrusted kind of like white to silver gown. So the headpiece starts silver and it goes white to the bottom and kind of an ombre effect. The train of this gown is completely covered in white feathers. Like if you were to remove the headpiece, this gown would be stunning. Yes. It would be so pretty. Um, it's got an open back with just some straps going around her shoulders. And then it goes into this tight ass hood that looks like a freaking balaclava or something with ears on it and then this little dangling jewel on her forehead um i don't want to talk about this look anymore garrett because i hate it like it's uh, bad it's really I just bad don't understand again this feels like kind of just making a joke of the event um and i thought the viral interview of Emma Chamberlain trying to interview her and her oh my back. God. Honestly, like I just thought that was like rude and so rude and so awkward and obnoxious and awkward. It made Emma's job harder. It just was not like imagine being em- imagine being Emma. I would have like would not have known what to do. Like laughed, but then like okay, hopefully she'll start talking. That's what, like that been my thing. Yeah. I, like maybe like one meow and then like then would have started talking, but it was literally for like three minutes just her meowing. Meow. But also imagine getting your time, your airtime for the Met Gala, being on TV, being at this event, and not using it. Like, and this is her first Met. It's her oh. first and last. That's what I was about to touch on, guys. So, during Emma Chamberlain, she does the interviews, and during one of the interviews, Emma was interviewing someone, and Doja Cat was like standing in line to get into the Met Gala, and Doja Cat obviously sees that she's on camera and like has her vape in her looks hand into the camera. Yeah, looks into the camera, like sees the interview going on. And hits her vape in line to the Met Gala. And if you know, that's one way to never get invited. Anna Wintour does not stand for that. Especially on the internet, what everyone's going to see. Like, yes. You're there for one night. You're there for a couple hours. Just be fucking classy. Go to the bathroom. God. Like, and If At you really need least, to. Use a stall. Like, yeah. Come on. And yeah, so I watched an interview with Anna Wintour. And it was like. Anna, what is one way to get invited to the Met? And she was like, there is no answer for that. I have no no one way that you can be invited. Like, there's no easy way. And they were like, okay, well, what's one way to not get invited back? And she was like, there are two things that you can do that will ultimately end in your oh God. <laughs> banishment from the Met Gala. And that is smoking and touching the artwork. Oh. Do not smoke anywhere near and do not put your filthy fucking paws oh. on the artwork. Anna really, she really values the art and the Met and she values this whole event and I appreciate that. And those were her rules and Doja Cat violated them. So there she goes. I don't know why she was there in the first place. This is Anna's and reputation. Honestly, 
Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't invite Doja Cat back merely for the interview. <laughs> I'd be like, no, you're not coming back because you're just, you're ruining the program. Yeah. You're making it a laughing stock. Like, and you know, I would be really disappointed if I was Anna Wintour and I spent, she puts like an entire year's worth of work into this one event. Yeah. I mean, the second the Met Gala ends, she starts planning the next one. Yeah. I'm sure she's two years ahead, but... <laughs> I would be so disappointed, and I hate it for her because this happens every year, but I'd be so disappointed if I worked so hard to put on this event, and then the only things that are remembered from it and go viral are Jared Leto in Hooking Cat costume and Doja Cat meowing yeah. and the cockroach on the stairs. Like, come, come on. on. You've worked so hard. Let's let's pay tribute and pay attention to the people who are coming and doing it properly and, like, really putting in their, their effort, and Anna's putting in her effort. I mean, Nicole Kidman came and she brought her all and she acted like a woman and she was very respectable and classy and then she left. And no one's talking shit about her right now. If Nicole can do it, we all can do it, guys. So come on. Like, hey, come on. guys. Get it Nicole, together. She's not even American and she can do it. <laughs> Maybe so that's the key. That's the key. No more Americans at the Met Gala. Um, ever. Ever. But I'm going to have to give Doja... I hate to do it. I'm going to give her a three just because the dress is beautiful. Without like the buffoonery and stuff the bottom half <laughs> is gorgeous so i'm not gonna give her a, i'm not gonna give her a zero but she can't get higher than a three in my book what about you i'm gonna give her a two out of ten because like you said the dress is actually beautiful and even though i think it's stupid the ensemble and the look is actually it is cohesive like she looks bad, but she does look good. You know, she's the best cat of the night. I will say, out of the last two we've yeah. seen, she's the best interpretation. Yeah, but this is just really not it for me. Um, no, 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 no. I, I'm just disappointed because I would have been really excited to see Doja Cat come and slay my puss off with like, I was incredible look. That's what I was expecting. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And like, I could have seen Doja Cat in like. But honestly, straight up, even if Doja Cat was in Paris Hilton's black Marc Jacobs dress, that would have made more sense. Facts. Like, Facts. Even just no. that would have been better. Um, yeah. But no, I'm just not a fan. But let's talk about the last look of the night because this one's really exciting. So Garrett found this look. I actually did not see this while I was watching the gala, like the footage. So I completely missed this look and Garrett introduced it to me. And this is also one of my favorite looks of the night and by far hands down best dressed man at the Met Gala. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Hands down. So tell I, us all about it, Garrett. So I want to take a moment and just shout out Tom Brown in general. I have a picture of all of his table, like everyone that he dressed, they like took a picture together and it's so cohesive and it goes to the theme and and it just, looks beautiful. It looks so. It looks like a whole collection, like like of his own work. And I'm just so proud and happy. And some of these looks, we didn't touch on any of them actually, except for the one I'm about to get into. But I would definitely recommend everyone go like look at the Tom Brown table because every single one of them go with the theme and like make sense. So the he one took on the theme, he made it unique too. Like each of these individual looks are beautiful, but they're also interesting and artistic and different. Yeah, and they kind of go with and, the people that, and it kind of goes with like who's wearing it. I don't really know every single person, yeah. but like Jenna, that looks something like she would wear, you know? Yeah, so it seems like he kind of took into consideration the 
character and the personality of the person that he was dressing jenna that um garrett was just talking about is jenna ortega from wednesday she looked amazing in tom brown so cute and all of his looks every single one of them fit the theme they blended in they looked good they well like they blended in with the theme while standing out individually so exactly so the one guy that i want to talk about i actually have never heard of him before no shade he's a basketball player and i'm gonna butcher his name and i feel really I feel really like bad like shy gilgis shy gilgis alexander i hope this shy gilgis yeah, we're not basketball we're, fans, so but we but know, we mean no disrespect. No disrespect because I'm giving you best dress like almost of the whole night. Like, dude, you really killed it. He's wearing two tweed jackets. It looks like to me with like pearl mm-hmm. necklaces, and he has a um, button up shirt with a bow tie and black pants on. But he just looks absolutely incredible to me, Chloe. Like he. Yeah. He took the theme and made it his own while also staying true to Tom Brown, Carl, and himself. And just really looks incredible. Like, 10 out of 10, and I'm obsessed. So, first of all, I want to just say this is such a simple thing, and it feels like it doesn't even need to be said. But a lot of times I feel like the men that go on these carpets, they don't take the time to, like, polish even their own face and their hair and their look but his hair looks nice his facial hair is very clean all fresh like everything looks really good he's got some earrings in he's got some shades on i love that this look is a little bit androgynous because he's got the base of a tuxedo underneath two very feminine looking long line coats and then he also has the pearl necklaces draped over so it's got a little bit of that masculine energy a little bit about that feminine energy but also the whole look is very stark black and white and the white is so clean that it makes it like a very very drastic contrast and it pops it makes it attention grabbing it makes it look really luxe he just looks so cool and then he's also garrett didn't mention but he's wearing some black leather lace-up boots and you can even see like a touch of his white sock with a black line on it every last detail is snatched like every last thing looks good and he did a really good example that some other people did not do such a good example of he's wearing a black tie look but still making it a little bit more casual while still being appropriate for the event yes. some people took things and went went way too casual but i think he made it casual to the point where he's like looks comfortable but he still looks like he belongs there and yes. it, it all looks good like i would wear like this is a look that i feel like if i was there if i was a guy that was like trying you know to be into fashion and i saw him i'm like damn like i wish i would have worn that to the event because he looks so good like chef's kiss interesting i love the way that it was put together i think they really nailed this look when garrett showed it to me for the first time i was just like speechless and also just looking at his name some more just because i really don't want to disrespect him it also might be shay Shay Gilgis Alexander or Shy, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but dude, you look fucking hot. Like yeah, you killed it. You look it. good. You really did kill it. And I'm giving you ten out I'm of giving, ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Like honestly, and best dress of the night for the guys, a hundred percent. So thank you for that. And I love that it's someone we don't know and like mm-hmm. so, like he hey. Came out of left field and he impressed the pants off of us. Exactly. So those are all of my picks for the Met Gala 2023. Overall, I would say it was a little bit all 
over the place this year but i mean honestly every met gala is every year we think we're going to be getting like some themed event but no one really follows it so we get what we get well i thoroughly enjoyed it i love the met gala every year i think this year was the most chaotic of any i think this was the most strange met gala i've ever witnessed but I loved it. I'm looking forward to next year. Can't wait to find out what the next theme is going to be. Me hopefully too. It's a better one. Yes. Um, hopefully we'll be there. Hopefully we will be the co-chairs next year. <laughs> and obviously, of course, we did not touch on everybody who was there and all of the best looks. There were so many. We cannot even possibly get through all of them. These were just some looks that we thought would be interesting to discuss together on the show. But when we post on our Instagram about today's episode, we would love if you guys want to comment and tell us any looks that you loved, any looks yes. that you hated, any looks that you want our opinions on. Let us know. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we will catch you guys next time. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at EFBF podcast. And that's the same for our TikTok. It's the same. It's EFBF podcast. So follow us over there for all of our updates and behind the scenes of all of our episodes. And we are also available for listening on Spotify and Amazon Music. Download, rate, and subscribe. But if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Because like I said, we're just the celebrities. The designers have dressed us. We had nothing to do with it. Don't hate the messenger. Hate the God. game. We're trying to be real in this world of fake, guys. So don't hate us. Don't hate us because you ain't us. Um, <laughs> and Garrett and I have a lot of drinking to do in Savannah and partying. So we have to go get yeah. ready. So we love you for listening. Love you. <laughs> mm-hmm.